0: Thanks for tuning in to the Boiler Express podcast. Join us each week as we dive into all things Purdue sports. You'll hear in-depth analysis of our previous and upcoming games, as well as interviews with players and people involved in the Purdue sports fandom. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and YouTube for our live stream shows as well.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Boiler Express Podcast. Our first episode back in the full swing of things uh, tonight. We're going to break down uh, Virginia Tech. We're going to break down Fresno State. Talk a little bit about football and just shoot uh, shoot the crap. I don't know if we're allowed to say the S word on here, so shoot the crap. Um, So, uh, yeah, uh, we are partners of uh, Big Banner Sports, so a big shout out to to Big Banner. It's been a great time uh, working with them and everything. And this is also our first podcast uh, to introduce to you guys our sponsor, uh, Cincy Blitzboards. Uh, You can follow them on Twitter at Blitzboards. They have a very uh, cool game, uh, which uh, you can take tailgates, you can use it at family parties. I mean, you can really take it anywhere. Um, And they do an amazing job. If you look at their Twitter, uh, they have a Facebook page as well. You check them out. I mean, they can make you a blitz board with any school on it. Um, Super pristine condition. uh, Great logos. They do a fantastic job. Um, I think we might be getting a Boiler Express one. So super excited about that and to see what that looks like and everything. Um, But yeah, welcome back to the podcast. How's it going, everybody?
2: Fantastic outstanding yeah since he blitz doesn't just sponsor frank it just happens to be on his square
3: <laughs> they, they oh they called me and they said we only want to sponsor frank and i said okay i understand <laughs> the bit the, the person with the biggest brain version. gets it yeah the biggest brain well oh well, that, thanks. Uh, thank you thank you that so was much. true up until a second
0: ago <laughs> right on the subject of the Blitzboards. they do look great like the blitz boards look amazing. Like the the artwork, the the quality is is.
3: Dude, I'll be honest. Insane. I didn't know what it what the game was before they explained it to me. But it's a ton of fun. So it's got uh, peg holes, going each, right? Each end. <laughs> wow. Okay. That, that came <laughs> out later than I thought <laughs> it would. Anyway, <laughs> all right, I was waiting for Chris's reaction there. Anyway, and you got your little peg, and you roll a dice, and how many you know dice you whatever. I'm doing a great job at explaining this game. I haven't played it yet, but it's a hell of a fun game. I'll tell you. Everybody wants to buy it. They just heard that. You're doing great.
1: Oh my god. Oh, so what do you do? Okay, so you throw the what do you do with the dice?
3: That so you throw the dice onto the board and the number and the number on the dice is how many spaces well, you move. Only up. if
2: it lands in the end zone. Like the dice have to land in, the, in a certain spot too. And oh, if they yeah. go in the hole, they're worth double. And if you like it's <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting. It seems like it's like Yahtzee meets like beer pong meets it's, it's like, kind of like
1: uh what's the game hole, where like uh
3: what's like the that game That that
2: gaming like oh yeah you can booze yeah, up real good oh,
3: yeah
1: <laughs> there's this game that i used to play with some of my buddies at Purdue and they would always play on just like a random table or whatever and they would draw a line in the middle of the table and you would have dice, and you'd have to throw it up really high. I can't remember what it's called, but it had well, to, like...
4: ROTC kids across the street from me? And it
1: had to bounce on the table and then roll off to get a point. I can't remember what it was called, but they used to throw they crap the crap out of it all the time.
4: Dice eating.
3: Dice eating, is that what the kids call it? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of shooting dice, it's dice eating.
0: Uh. Well, I know I will be uh, super excited to play uh with a Cincy Blitzboard uh Virginia Tech yeah and about eight weeks from now when we uh as a group go to watch the Boilermakers take on the Virginia Tech Hokies in Blacksburg Virginia yeah I'm so excited
1: for that I know uh we've talked about it a little a couple of times and I feel like people keep crapping on us because like it's a noon game Virginia Tech's not good who cares? I'm sure uh, I feel like Virginia Tech, they just have a, a loyal diehard fan base and it's probably going to be sold out anyway, no matter how good or not good they are this year. And it's going to be a great time. Um, we have a
4: stadium mm-hmm. I've never been to. I'm excited Checking off the list.
1: Yeah. And uh, we're going to meet up with the guys that run the Sons of Saturday podcast uh, sometime this week to do a quick Q&A just to find out a little bit more about the Hokies this year, find out about uh where the best places are to stay uh where the best places are to eat hang out kind of that thing so we're excited to talk to them a little bit so later the
3: Hokie's the a bird right I think
1: so it's like a turkey looking
3: thing yeah that's what I thought we'll find out that'll be one of my questions for the uh Virginia Tech does it have teeth are you gonna ask them <laughs> oh that's a good question yeah because birds remember don't have teeth
4: yes it's indeed a, a bird-like animal
3: it looks like uh a... It just looks like a big old chicken. Like looks like just,
4: it looks like a turkey. It's got, it's, like a, it's got giblets or whatever this thing's called. Giblets. <laughs> I don't remember. About as
3: midwestern as it gets.
4: Yeah. Oh
1: man, I gotta look at up. Oh yeah, It literally the first one I see is that. Uh, the first picture I see is like this jack <laughs> turkey. Like this thing is like flexing. Oh, it's yoked.
3: <laughs> it's all that's what the kids say nowadays. I think. I hope. <laughs> I hope I use that. Especially in the, right the eggs. I think it really is. I think it's a turkey, dude. Speaking of mascots, freaking Chris and I are the only one repping any Purdue pizzas around here. What are we done?
1: I've got the Boilermaker special on. Oh, you do.
3: You are vintagein. You are special. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Off to a hot I've start. Got, I've got the train. I've got... You do. That's the good train logo too. I don't like the current one.
1: See this one's my favorite right here. Yeah, I do from, that one. That was fun. like
3: the early '90s. Was that right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Then you just need to bring back all the '90s logos. At least a lot of them, anyway.
3: Any yeah. Pete logo? I'm Any I didn't know look. there was a yeah. Purdue Cigar Club until uh, Frank told me that
0: today. Is it still in no, action, Frank? Uh, it is not, unfortunately. Um, Dang. A, as as, I as think a lot of people say, uh, um, once I left, it kind of kind of went downhill. Um, so,
1: you were carrying the team. Yeah. So I was carrying
0: that. the team yeah no it's great kind like great here of guys uh, it was a fun fun group to be around uh, one, one thing I think we haven't mentioned about Virginia Tech and probably the thing I'm most excited about is to see the inner sandman mm-hmm. um, And that's something that I know that the fans there take a lot of pride in and you know I'm, I love stadiums I love traditions and I'm really excited to see that. And after last season seeing jump around in Wisconsin and being completely underwhelmed by it, I'm challenging Virginia Tech fans to uh to make sure that I have a good experience uh with Interstand Man. Frank. So yeah, yeah, all of you all of you uh Virginia Tech fans that I know are listening, that are going to be at that game, I want you to make sure that Sandman's extra awesome uh for for, for me and and then for us. But yeah, jump around just – like Dude, that and, sucks. And, and like and oh, like all really? the fans before the game hyped it up so much like oh you're going to feel the stadium shake. I didn't feel the stadium shake. Like it was Literally just
4: Literally the like, the students were there just for that, and at, within 10 seconds oh, wow. of it being done, like, 32 of them were left in the stands.
3: Jeez. I thought you were going to say, like, 32 of them left, like, you sat there, and you're like, one, two, three.
0: But I felt like, I felt like <laughs> Jump Around was just, like, Jump Around felt like it was just the students. Um, oh, yeah. And so I feel like Inner Sandman, from the videos I've seen, is, like, the entire stadium. See, but I feel like it's the
3: opposite for shout because the uh, older Caucasians
0: love shout,
3: they're all about it. They love it.
0: (laughs) It was was, was a popular song when they were students at Purdue, so that's why Russ loves it so much.
1: And you know what? If we go, (laughs) if we travel all the way to Blacksburg, Virginia, and we lose, we can at least tell them that our tunnel's bigger because it is. We know that that is a factual statement now. It uh, is a very small tunnel in width, it's a girthier tunnel. Um, Ooh. we know this because of, uh, Isaac, uh, <laughs> Isaac Romig's, uh, pictures. He, uh, he put himself out there on the line and, uh, broke into Ross. It was, it was a friend. Him. It was a friend make, of his. I'm making an arrest.
3: I offered, it. I offered to pay his bail. And he was like, he was a friend of mine. Don't worry. I'm like, okay. Just want to make sure you weren't <laughs> locked up for sneaking into uh, Ross. Nobody
1: goes into Ross. Not even nobody. Isaac.
0: <laughs> so yeah, speaking of, uh, speaking of people coming into Ross the first team uh to come to Ross we have uh, we have Fresno State um mm-hmm. and what I the
4: Mountain West champs
0: oh, that's were they uh, last year Southwest yes, Mountain
2: West champs. I looked that up, but yes.
0: I, I tell you what I know I I can confidently say I know the Purdue fan base fairly well and there's there's a lot of buzz right now no. uh, so I I would not want to be Fresno State like renovation I mean, of the Ross aid unveiling of the tunnel first game under a new coach that place is going to be hyped absolutely yeah. hyped and, you get to, um, uh, sorry never mind go ahead well I was going to say I'm going to follow that up with uh, in terms of what to expect from the team I have no idea so uh, that could be that, that we'll, could be a wild game That could be a wild game I don't there are just so many new faces has. and so many old faces that have left I mean I, I don't I don't know I don't know what's going to happen. And going so, from
4: they're... offensive mind to defensive mind, I think, is my my biggest thing. Is it going to be low scoring because the offense is still trying to spin its wheels a little bit and the defense is holding everything together? Or is it going to be a freaking runaway because Graham Harrell's going to throw the ball 162 times and we don't let any
0: yards on Graham the ground? Graham Harrell will not be throwing the ball. Just...
2: Well, you don't. Know I'm saying. So for a second there, <laughs> Frank, I wasn't sure if you were talking about us or Fresno State. Because there's a similarity between ourselves and Fresno State and actually Virginia Tech. So it's fitting that we're talking about the first two opponents, but all three of the programs that we're kind of talking about tonight have a ton of transfers, have a ton Mm -hmm. of turnover, have a ton of new faces, have new coaches. Fresno State, Virginia Tech, their coaches are going into their second year. Uh, We just happen to be having a first year coach, but Fresno State in particular, they're losing their starting quarterback, their top rusher. They're three leading receivers and they're leading tight end. So, oh, wow, they're a whole new lineup. And they've even talked about, like, I tried to do some research to try to figure out what they did last year, but there's a lot of talk about their coach installing a new offense this year and possibly doing something new on defense. So, it's just, yeah, because there's be, nobody
4: left on the offense.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, it's just going to be kind of a crapshoot. And, like, I'm with Frank. You, when you're in a situation like that where there's new faces um, on both sides of the ball, there's new. Uh, looks on offense and defense. They're trying to put new schemes in when it you have the home field advantage and the atmosphere and the hype that gives us the edge. Yeah. So I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going to say too, is that Fresno state is kind of in that same boat where they've got so many new faces um, that, yeah, it's going to, that's what uh, Dylan and I said on the Ohio podcast that we were on this past week, that which that episode just dropped today. So if you guys want to go check out the channel, Those we have uh, pre- awesome. Pre- uh, previewed Purdue football, uh, 2023. And basically in summer we said, I don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen this year, but we're excited. Coach Walters is cool. Um, so, so cool. yeah, they um, called
3: us experts on that podcast and I don't think they, they didn't know what they signed up for.
1: Oh. Did you uh, watch the intro? They said not to be punny, but this does go off the rails.
3: <laughs> oh it absolutely did.
2: Yeah. No yeah. doubt about it.
1: It did for a minute there.
2: So, um, um just to provide a little more recap on Fresno State, I, I expect Frank to have some more stats. So I was letting him kind of run with it at first. But they did finish 10 and four last year. They were a 10 win team. Uh, they went seven and one in the Mountain West, won the Mountain West championship, and then beat Washington State in their bowl game. I think it was the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Um, the interesting fact that I kind of teased to you guys before we came on air the interesting historical fact, right? So they were the first team in FBS history. To start one and four and finish with ten wins.
1: Wow! Last year they started one and four. They
2: started one and four, and one of those four losses was to UConn, y'all. So yes, they were a ten-win team. Yes, they won their conference, but they aren't expected to have any votes for AP Top twenty-five. Part of that might be all the new faces as well. But it's still a very winnable game, you know. And I, I would say we come out probably five and a half point favorite, something like that.
1: So I wonder if this is kind of like a uh, Mel Tucker situation, like at Michigan State, where you know that he brought in all those transfers that first year. You know they had a pretty good season, and then it kind of went off the rails that second year. So I wonder if that's going to be. Um, I know it sounds like he inherited a good team; it just took him a little bit to figure it out. Um, so I guess yeah, we'll see.
2: Which um, is actually kind of the opposite situation. I don't want to jump to Virginia Tech yet, unless you guys in case you guys have more notes. But Virginia Tech was the opposite situation. So they also have a second year coach, but when he came in the cupboard was pretty bare. And so they only won three games, which was like their worst season since like 92. So it's kind of opposite situations, but it's still, again, three teams that you don't really know what to expect. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, so what you're saying is uh, both Purdue and Fresno State are just, you know, you take you take some of what last year, uh, what they had <clears throat> last year, some of the transfer portal, put them in like a, like a big Yahtzee shaker and just throw everything out, and that's what the teams are.
3: I kind of like that though. That makes me excited for the game. So I yeah.
4: definitely think though the thing that we're going to be uh, have benefits on is that we brought in a quarterback that has seen big game time play. You know, played against Alabama in a big nationally tele- tele- televised game, things like that. Um, a game they that after. they
0: should have won and got screwed on. I mean, yeah, I remember, yeah that, I remember that game very well. Yeah. Yes,
4: but no, like I think that I think that's going to be big because he can bring a calming. And I think the offensive line is going to be surprisingly good. Big salsa, baby. Lost off of it, yes. Big salsa, a bunch of the other transfers that we brought in, Um, and then I think we're going to see a nuclear second year from Mockaby, Um, given him a full spring and summer of first team reps. He's gotten bigger, gotten stronger. Um, I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to. Seeing the weigh-in numbers for this year's fall roster, and seeing <clears throat> how much weight he's put on, and
0: well, now, yeah. I, I remember a certain uh, running backs coach from last season uh, who may have been employed at Purdue, who may no longer be employed at Purdue, saying that you know they didn't want him to get that much bigger, uh, that they sort of liked his elusiveness and and <clears throat> and what he brought to the table. Um, I wonder if current coaching regime agrees with that or not. It maybe here's, just a
4: body composition change, maybe trimming yeah. down and adding muscle.
0: But here, here's a here, here's a question I want to want to ask: With the loss of Kobe Lewis and the loss of King Doru, are we do we, have we do we find ourselves in a situation that we've seen in recent years, where we kind of only have one running back, where the drop off from running back one to running back two is pretty substantial? I wouldn't say
1: that Tracy. I think he's going to do a good job in the backfield. Yeah.
0: And he I was agree.
4: originally a like running back, slot wide receiver at Warren Central, wasn't he? And then when he went to Iowa, he kind of played more of a slot role. So I think it's not going to be anything unusual for him. Um, but uh, there isn't there. I thought we had
0: another running back back there. Uh, we have Downing coming back too. Yes, Downing, who, who showed flashes of of what what he's. <laughs> I think he's of. underrated. I think he is yep. too. He's that yeah, big Bruiser,
4: uh, uh, Xander Horvath style to me. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you guys think that with uh, Hudson Card being able to be a little bit more elusive, run the ball, and um, you know throw it, do you think we're going to see a little bit of options thrown into the uh, mix this year? Some options? Very likely. Play?
2: Yeah, very likely. I,
1: certainly
4: I, think, hope I, think so. I think it's all dependent on how the offensive line plays and pass protection. If he's back there getting his head ripped off every passing play, you don't want to add more hits that just keep adding up. That's so,
2: to that point, um, we talked about what Fresno State lost on offense last year. So, on defense, they only had 30 sacks the whole year. And they're losing a guy by the name of David Purcellus. I don't know if I'm saying that name right, but he had 11 and a half of those 30 sacks. Jeez. So, they're, they're not returning a whole lot of pass rush. So, that first game might be just what the doctor ordered to get Hudson Card comfortable in the backfield to get mock a decent start to get that o-line figuring out their rotation and their protection and their calls and it, it just might be a really good recipe for us to kind of get our feet under us to start the year yeah
1: yeah and uh you know i big banner if you're watching if you're listening uh i love you guys but uh well i saw that uh <laughs> offensive lineman list come out uh I felt like Gus, Gus Hartwig, and uh, Marcus Imbo were a little, a little snubbed on that list. They didn't make it. Uh, I don't know if they, they have honorable mentions that they just didn't put on there or what. But let's not forget, Gus Hartwig played last year and played well with two broken hands. So
3: it's almost the whole season. Yeah, that's like peak toughness. I couldn't play with a broken finger, let alone two broken hands. I'm, I don't want to play hearing he broke with. Play with two broken, hands. <laughs> it hurts my hands to hear that he played <laughs> with broken hands. <laughs> I mean, I would put those. That up there to, nonetheless, uh, hands are very. You need those when you play O line.
0: I mean, those are very important. I would put that up there, honestly. With um was it cindelar I played with the torn ACL. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Last three uh, games of the
4: year. Who uh,
3: Rob Marv did too? Rob Marv did too. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. And so that's uh, yeah, that yeah, that's really Man, really Rob impressive. Marv. Wow, throwing it yeah, back. I remember being back back so excited
1: was... when he transferred to Purdue. Oh, I was uh, too. Miami yeah. transfer. Blah blah blah. And uh, I feel bad, um, but the only thing I really, really remember from Rob Marv was that uh, when we were playing Ohio, Iowa at, at Purdue, I think it was Iowa, and he went to like uh, dive for the end zone, and he lost control of the ball as he was like hitting the pylon, and they called it a touchback. I hate that rule. Oh yeah, yeah I hate that rule too. I feel I feel like if it hits the pylon.
4: The like, dive to beat I Ohio mean, State
1: was a good
2: yeah. Game. I'll Unless definitely you're... never forget the Ohio State dive and then the run across the field after he pulled that off. Yeah, the thing that, that I
4: remember from the Ohio State game is him running like seventy yards on a freaking torn ACL to tackle like an interception or a fumble or something. That mm-hmm.
1: was dude. I saw a TikTok of this kid in high school, um, which blows my mind. But he totally tore like his hamstring <clears throat> or something or his quad and he like made an artificial one with that like kinesio oh, tape yeah. or whatever basically cool. like put it on like the backside of his leg to like give him a fake uh quad muscle there yeah. and then finish the rest of the game and helped him win I'm yeah it was so a hamstring
3: weak. i'm such a wimp like i, <laughs> yeah, could not I am be- a i'd be bedridden for three weeks like what are we- <laughs> yeah. God, you, know. you give me a cold and I'm down for a week, let alone tearing muscles. The
4: all these got me down. But yeah, let me tell you.
1: Yeah, The uh, last few days I've been fighting this fever. <clears throat> I've, I've definitely had the man cold. My wife's been like, you know what? My wife was a ICU nurse for like three years, so unless I'm bleeding and <laughs> have like a severed limb, she's like, you're fine. Everything's fine. You know, fine.
3: Chris and Damon are up here having their Jordan flu game today. Still coming on the podcast, even though they feel like hell. I'm trying. good for you boys not a, yeah not a boy.
1: i don't know if you can you can see how shiny my forehead is from all the
3: sweat <laughs> at least you have hair all right listen
4: <laughs> i'm listening Russ, i'm
3: also balding that wasn't just a dig on you that was me yeah. too sure 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 <laughs> i'm
4: not gonna share what flu like symptoms i have <laughs> why do you it? think i have never this been on a podcast shit.
3: without a hat on before there's a reason for that
4: Alan. Right. Cool. Um, So we've covered Fresno State a little bit. Do we want to move on to Virginia Tech? Sorry, forgot what. Or
2: yeah, yeah, Virginia. Tech. Where we're going, Russ, you're you're driving the whole way, right? You're not
1: going to make the drive.
4: Syracuse is second. I got you.
2: I got you. All right.
1: Thank God. If it it storms, just don't mind me. I'm going to be having a panic attack in the back seat. So
4: (laughs) I'm going to be drunk.
3: I can't wait, dude. That's we're gonna get so so much. We should do a podcast from inside the car.
4: That sounds like a stupid idea. That's gonna get well bad. everyone yeah. but the driver. Okay? Chris let's is gonna be
0: drunk go. and playing his uh, Cincy Blitz board as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, Chris and I are in the back seat, just tossing dice. So uh,
0: don't Chris, get a pump. Chris you need yeah.
2: to research the open container laws from Indiana
3: all the way to Virginia.
2: Just
4: so only work. if we get pulled over. You're our chief <laughs> law officer. <Please. laughs> a, it's also why you put shit in. I can't wait until Big
3: Banter puts out their website and all of our ridiculous uh, <laughs> titles are on oh, there. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> why don't you
1: guys explain to anybody listening what are the new titles? I mean, mine's just hosts, So that's hi, I'm cool, Dylan but... Kuhn. I'm
3: uh, director of morale here at Boiler Express Podcast. Uh, we are have these Frank...
4: legitimately are titles <laughs> that we've submitted. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, dude, they're oh, legit. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that? That's oh, not your
3: title, Chris. That's how we were messing that's rude, rude.
2: That's I not... was
4: half. I was half awake when you guys were sending all that. Uh,
3: Frank is the president of statistical (laughs) operations. Uh, Russ is our old guy. I mean, historian. Historian. Uh, Chris, what was yours? Chief security officer. officer, or chief law officer and on-site. Director of on-site correspondence. There it is. There it is. And then uh, Damon's our host. <laughs> <laughs> David just gets uh, the
0: boss man.
4: Chief logistics. Host, is, host logistics. is the
0: most important job, but it sounds like the least cool out of all. Of right. This. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. Oh, I watched is,
4: Dylan try to do it, and it wasn't
3: good. <laughs> it was so bad. I went into it thinking, like How hard can it be? You yeah. know, you just say words. And then <laughs> I was like, Hi, guys. Welcome to the Boiler Hi. <laughs> <trial." laughs> oh, yeah, today, we're going to be yeah. talking about the Boilermakers. <laughs>
0: uh, very uh, excited. Oh,
3: was
2: real good the, you got a uh, Spanish accent too oh hello <laughs> <laughs> that's like Pinocchio I don't know about Spanish <laughs> see what I thought I year sounded year. like so oh, I had when I was in college
1: I had this professor for cultural anthropology um, and she was oh. Greek and that's exactly what she sounded
0: she was very much <laughs> like this and uh,
3: I couldn't take that class serious well dude <laughs> that,
1: the class sucked because the whole class was worth a hundred points so oh. the there was um 10 quizzes throughout the year. They're all worth 10 points. That's the only, that's it. Like that's so if you miss one, you're already down to a 99 in the class. You miss, you bomb a test, you're already down to a 90 or 80 or whatever. I took a music
4: elective at Purdue and the class total. No, it was a music theory class. Uh And the class total had like 3,800 points. (laughs) I got a C minus on my final and it dropped me like 0.5%. It was it was wild. Each homework assignment was like 160 points. I bet Jeez. the music class had to be kind of kind of cool. Right. Uh, it was, except it was pain in the ass. What's Did that?
0: Talked about Mozart. I I also took music theory at Purdue. It's not a. There was like 12 people in the class. It wasn't it? Yeah, there was
4: a lot of people in the class. class. The part that sucked was that this guy came from actually it might have been Virginia Tech, oh. but he where he was at. So for a final, it's two hour finals at Purdue, right? And where he came from, it was three hour finals. So he gave us a three hour final in two hours. What? The last like ten minutes, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just <laughs> Mozart,
3: Beethoven. So that's a, a B, thing C. at
1: Purdue that you have there's like a time expectancy for a final.
4: Well, there's a there's a time allotment. So oh, like okay. each final that's scheduled is a two hour block.
3: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking it's of music, in middle school I was in band and I played the triangle. So it's I right. was in band.
4: Did you really you, you play what, the triangle? You play? Middle and high school. What'd you play? Tuba and marching tuba. You're such a
3: tuba guy. I could see it.
4: Love it. <laughs> Tell me you're shocked. <laughs> see, yeah, was, over here just, ting, <laughs> She, ting. the
3: teacher hated me. Like I know that's the lame excuse, but she really did. She still does. I say hi to her. I live in a small town. She's <laughs> like, "How are you, Mr. Coon?" Still calls me that. Pisses me off. Anyway, we're doing a uh, a competition at Wright State. <laughs> she's probably uh, listening right now and she yeah hi hi, mrs (laughs) b uh (laughs) i think she got married i think it's something else anyway uh she she was like you're on triangle and i'm like i'm not going like (laughs) count me out and so i would be half a beat off just to piss her off so she'd be up there with her little wand and i'd be like oh shit ding (laughs) 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 oh good times good times Nope, yes, yeah,
4: man. That's why I took it and I thought it was going to be an easy class. It was actually very hard. Um, See, I bet the I tube is hard, though. It's not. It's just marching with it's a lot harder than concert. No, uh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of weight. I marched with it with a dislocated shoulder one time.
3: Uh, didn't have that problem with the triangle, I'll tell you that. The heat. Yeah, it was marching band was a bitch. Or, <laughs> I feel like the
1: uh, conditioning for marching band has got to be insane. Is it? Is it?
3: A lot of heat. There's a video somebody done on YouTube of the Purdue band during the Ohio State game in 18, and it's incredible. It's very well shot. Uh, <laughs> but like the, they show the lead up to the halftime performance, and man, those dudes and, and ladies they work their asses off. It's incredible, yeah. especially well, it's the high
2: stepping level. by the drum major. Oh,
3: speaking like, of that, do you think now? So, you know, how sorry, uh,
1: you know, how now, like. It's always been the band comes in from where the inflatable was, the inflatable train. Yeah. They would come in from that way and they do their little while they're walking up to their area. I wonder if now they're gonna come in through the tunnel and go Will the bass
3: drum fit tunnel. in the tunnel?
4: It better.
2: Yeah, it's got to Because you, you can drive a truck through that thing. You can
4: fit where's the band gonna to sit. It didn't now, fit at Notre Dame. <Ss-> in <Ss- Ss-> front of it. the it's in front of the student section on the south end. Of- oh, I like that. That's yeah, because cool. then it points it towards the bowl instead of the open end. Yeah, so kind of right. like
3: where they sat back in the day on the opposite end.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Um, bro- yeah. yeah, so the up. students that will is. be in the- Honestly, that. Honestly, Purdue one has, thing has the I best
0: It's one thing I hated about the previous configuration is that, like, if you sat on the east side, you really couldn't hear the band, like, yeah. at yeah. all. Yeah, uh, I remember my, my wife's first time. We sat on the east side, and I was like, "Man, like I was like I was doing the chants and everything." And she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "They're they're actually playing music." Like, yeah, you can't. Like,
3: it's weird at the big. You 10 can't really hear it, record. but it it is happening.
0: Yeah, so that'll be nice because it'll kind of broadcast it to to the whole stadium. I, but I I did like it better when they were on the the ground in the north end zone.
3: So. When I sat behind them, well, I was like up and behind at Lucas Oil at the Big Ten Championship. You can barely hear them if you're behind them. Yeah. It's very wild how that works. It's
4: weird but, how like concave things pushing a sound this way, you can't hear it from behind you.
3: Uh Dylan, where were you sitting in the Music City Bowl against Tennessee? Uh behind Purdue's bench at like the 20 yard line, I think. Okay,
2: so I was opposite side, behind Tennessee's bench. Um oh. upper oh. bowl too, so that didn't help. Oh, that's but I rude. couldn't hear our band because anytime our band played, all the Tennessee fans just booed around us. So I literally couldn't hear anything. Listen, like, Rocky Top was kind of cool.
3: I'll give yeah. him that. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, but they I, all looked got... like
2: it looked like they left their shift at Waterburger to
3: come watch the game. Like, so I don't. <laughs> it was like Burn! I walking into that stadium, and just it felt like I've never been to an SEC game, and holy crap, dude! I was like overwhelmed. I was like, <gasps> like oh my god, I'm gonna get mugged. Like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. And then after the game, a guy comes up to me and he's like buddy i'd hate to win that way and i was like buddy i'd hate to lose that game it's the freaking road <laughs> like, what yeah he like flipped yeah. me off and i was like, All right, pal whatever
4: so here's a an updated picture of the south end zone that i want to share that's actually really cool i'm good it's gonna cover the screen so bear with me
1: and also purdue just uh tweeted that uh purdue football single game tickets just went on sale for the general public so buy those
4: we don't get i'll be right back that. Ooh. So the cool thing, do you see these that's down here, picture. these little these little bars? Yeah.
3: We need those the yellow are, John Madden marker.
4: Th- yeah, right. <laughs> those are for students to lean against since they're standing.
3: Oh, yeah, they have those at soccer games. So, like, yeah, I go to Columbus cool. Crew Games, and they, they got, like, cup holders and the whole nine yards. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was actually pretty cool. That is a good uh, idea. I just it can't help but look, look at better. the field. It looks so much better, like <laughs> in real life, than it did. The
4: grass, yeah. The grass. And then where the gold is down here is where I believe the band will be. Also, go ahead and check
2: where out the, that what beautiful it? basketball arena in the background there. Too. Right. Where the hell is the Rowdy statue?
4: Um, <laughs> you in the specifically
3: garbage. said there better be a Rowdy statue.
0: So are those rails for students to lean on or to, yeah, to catch them on. if they if they fall?
4: No, to lean on. Like, oh. the idea is that they'll lean against them to, yeah, so when just they're passed out drunk, they can, like, sit yeah, down
1: it. and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Back like, for
3: today, they used to walk to school both ways in the 10
0: feet of snow. Dying right. For whatever right. reason, thinking of, uh, of you know, breakfast club and, and whatever may happen there and, like, students standing, they, there should be something in front of them.
4: Yeah, uh, that's why I like it.
0: Like a, a rail. Yeah. So I like that idea. a lot. tumble each other.
4: Oh, the, uh, the tunnel looks
3: pretty. It all looks. So, it looks better than the renderings made it look. Like when you yeah. start seeing it come together, it all looks so much better than how the renderings had it look.
4: No offense to whoever made the renderings. You yeah. did a great job. But. So you can see that the the tunnel's starting to take shape and looking pretty so good. good. The yeah. tunnel. Now,
3: so the the going to sit like right, not on the very top, but on the next on the concourse level, right?
4: I b- believe so.
1: So yeah. Dylan and I were talking about this. We. I, I asked him, I think I said, do you think the people that are going to sit in those seats, those expensive seats every game, they're going to be the people that like are in and out, going to get food, <clears throat> show up to the game 45 minutes late? Uh, I feel like those are the people that are going to be sitting in those seats. They're going to have the red
3: wine pinkies up. Just... Yeah. No offense, Frank. I know you're a wine connoisseur and a world traveler, Anthony Bourdain over there. But All right,
4: all right. Virginia Tech. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back on track, boys. <laughs> yeah. So
3: Virginia Tech, uh, we're going to play
2: them this year. I said it earlier; they went three and eight last year, one and six in conference. I don't know why they played eleven games and seven conference games. I don't doesn't make sense to me, but it was their fewest wins since nineteen ninety two, uh, where they only won two <laughs> games. But again, their coach is going into their second year. He's got a ton of transfers coming in, and so we don't really know what to expect. Um, they've got a, I believe, like a journeyman quarterback that started a few games that could be the starter, but. It seems like they're leaning towards the transfer from Baylor. Uh, His name's Kyron Drones. He's a dual-threat guy, which has given Purdue problems in the past, but we're going to see a whole new defense this year that doesn't even have a name, as Coach Walter said. So uh, we'll see there. I didn't get much about their passing or the passing weapons, receiving weapons, but their leading rusher that's returning had 146 yards last year. So they also are not returning anything as far as the run game goes. So who knows?
1: What have they? What kind of transfers that they brought in? Do you know?
2: Um, just basically everything. Like I think they've obviously they've brought in a transfer quarterback. There's like three receivers they brought in, a ton of guys in the trenches, kind of like what we have. So, but they're the guy from Baylor. I think was the most notable, just because they're expecting him possibly the starting quarterback. So, all three of these teams could have a transfer quarterback starting for them. So,
1: um, I was looking into what's a hokey, and there's a, uh article on the Hokiesports.com webpage and it says, the answer leads all the way back to 1896 when Virginia Tech Agriculture Mechanical College changed its name to Virginia Tech Polytechnic Institute. With the change came the necessity for writing a new cheer and a contest for uh, such a purpose was held by the student body. Senior O.M. Stull O.M. Stull, that was his name. They uh, Okay. O.M. Stull <laughs> won the first prize for his Hokie yell. Um, the old Hokie cheer blow, which is still used today. Later, when asked if Hokie had any special meaning, Stoll just said it was solely the product of his imagination and was only used as an attention getter for his yell. Um okay, soon man. became the nickname for all tech teams and for those people loyal to tech athletics. Uh, and we all were correct. The Hokie bird, uh, which is evolved from a Turkey. Virgin tech teams were once called the gobblers. So that's a funny nickname.
3: As gobblers well. is cooler than Hokie. I'd rather be a guy. You'd rather be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, you know, what date, what date did you say that was? What year? <laughs>
1: uh 1896 is when they
2: oh russ that's- yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was waiting
3: for it i was waiting for it yeah <laughs> russ's graduation year great year you know
4: yeah. but uh oh, um, okay
2: uh i was just gonna say earlier but i wanted to wait till we actually got to talking about virginia tech someone mentioned about it being a noon game and it might not be a rocking atmosphere and it might not be the, as good as a night game but To me, and I might be wrong, we can ask the guys when we do the uh, podcast with them, but Virginia Tech strikes me as a little bit like the Nebraska of the ACC where they've got a huge fan base, they've maybe underperformed, but every year they have some hype, they've got different reasons to get excited, and I
3: think it will still be a pretty decent atmosphere. No, I agree. I feel like – it's always rowdy, even in a noon game. When you know, I think
1: people are even, I think like the Inner Sandman thing. Obviously, I don't know because I've never been to a Virginia Tech game or know much about their their culture. But I feel like that's probably a huge reason why people go to the games. They just love to be a part of that. Yeah. So I don't know if the games clear out right after that or uh, or what kind of like the jump or whatever jump, jump around, around at uh, Wisconsin. So.
0: Well, no, I like that. I like that comparison to Nebraska because. You know, Nebraska has a rich history, five championships. Uh, they've had a down they, – they, they've been down ever since they joined the Big Ten, honestly, um, but that doesn't stop their attendance, doesn't stop the hype, doesn't stop the the fans from showing up. And, you know, I think Virginia Tech, they haven't quite – haven't had as long of a stretch of being down. I mean, they had, a, they had an offseason that's typically an exception for them and not the rule. Um, so I'm – I think that, you know, anytime, you know, ACC Big Ten – like it's it's gonna it's gonna bring a, a rowdy crowd in my opinion. I would be very surprised uh, if it, if it wasn't wasn't a pretty pretty lights out atmosphere. I know that like like roles reverse. Like if, if Virginia Tech was coming to Purdue, it'd be and it was a new game. We'd we'd show up. Oh yeah, I was at the last Virginia Tech Purdue game at Purdue. It was that was tough. I was a yeah. The Sons of Saturday
1: posted that they were like we can't wait to host the Boilermakers. This was the last time we played them, and I was like, ah,
0: Sounds good everything. Everything was different then. That was two coaches ago, man.
1: Yeah, and that was just twenty fifteen.
0: So,
2: yeah. <laughs> and we're not we're not going to say that coach's name either. It's just two coaches
0: ago. That yeah, was it was just two coaches ago. Not we're not even gonna, we're not we're not going to talk about one coach ago. You know, I'll just I'll just be happy when you know we when the uh, the the movement between those two schools where our previous coaches now just stops. You know, when that, when yeah. that just is no longer no, a thing. The I'm Wrangler team
4: I just want to see this team get on the field at this point. I think that's kind of a common feeling yeah. amongst the whole fan base is like, we've been hyped up since what, December, early January. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, ready to go, ready to go. Ready so to go.
1: is that a big salsa guy, the new O-line from Colorado? Is he eligible for this year or does he have to sit out a year? I think he, he, he has to-, to
4: sit out a year.
1: Okay. Um, also, oh, I since we were talking one. about Nebraska, I looked up what Scott Frost is doing nowadays. Um, apparently, in, uh, Frost has been coaching high school football and actively searching for new coaching opportunities. So there it is. Shout out, Coach hey, Frost, uh, hiding from uh, Mark
2: Hill Jones. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Scott, That's one of my favorite Scott moments. Winnable game. Winnable game. Scott Frost
0: was a guy who you know um, played at Nebraska and did really well there as a player, and then then, then he went back to coach at his alma mater. And didn't work out for him. Um, it just goes to show that you know going to coach at your alma mater maybe always isn't you know isn't always a good thing. Is there I'm another in guy B4 in the Big Ten
2: that's that's a uh, former player at his alma mater and has kind of struggled recently and might be out of a job?
3: Oh yeah, he struggled mightily. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, real bad. <laughs> and I'll good. say
4: this: that I did see an interesting tidbit of information about Frost, where the team when he got to UCF. Like it was like they hadn't won a game, then they turned around and went like eleven and three or something, and then twelve and oh and beat Auburn or whatever and won like the AAC or whatever. And like that makes me start to wonder though, that is there a culture issue within Brasca athletics that's causing the issue. Because it seems like since Bo Pelini got fired, which was a garbage firing anyway, oh yeah, um, they've just not been able to figure it out, and it doesn't seem like it's anything that is directly coach related. It almost seems institutional.
3: Yeah, because they think they're the
0: Patriots. Yeah. Well, I've I've always correlated the. I'll use the word down. the the iu basketball of uh well i was i was i was gonna say i've I've always like timed up the the i'm gonna say the word downfall it's not the right word but the the dip in nebraska's performance with 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 them coming over to the big 10 i think part of it is like like when, when when nebraska was in the big 12 they had some insane rivalry games like games that everyone watched like Think about Oklahoma, Nebraska, like Nebraska, Texas, like how fun those games were. Like I remember in and Sue just like chasing down Colt McCoy for an entire game. Like, bro, he was they, almost for his beat, life they almost
2: beat the Texas that game, game too. Yeah, but I think
4: it was a uh, it uh, was a couple years after they joined the Big Ten because they went to the nat- yeah, the they Big made ten the, title game a couple like two out of first three years back yeah. in the Legends and Leaders. Yeah, yeah, the first yeah. 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 But yeah. I just, I
0: mean from a, from a recruitment standpoint, from a, you know, player standpoint, those are the games that like you, you waited all year for like yeah. like to, to play Oklahoma, to play Texas. I mean, those were just some fun rivalry games and you, 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 take that away. I mean, that's, that's a major blow to your recruitment, but they're getting players still. I mean, they're, they're, they're getting players and you look at, um you know, guys who have left Nebraska and gone, gone to do better things. Uh, Wando Robinson, for example, um, you know, that's, I don't. That's a really interesting question, Chris. Is 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 there something going on culturally, uh, you know, uh, higher up that's that that, that's causing this? But uh, I think not. Last season, the season before, they were three and nine, but outscored their opponents when you when you summed all their points against. So, like they they uh, they scored more points than their opponents in the aggregate in the entire season, and still had a had a three and nine season. So they were just on the cusp of having a good season, but. They just can't seem to get through the um, the wall.
2: So since we're only at uh, 40 minutes and we're kind of, you know, going down different avenues and segues here, um, what do you think about UC USC and UCLA then? You it's know, if you're talking so about Nebraska, weird. you know, having having trouble maybe struggling with re- recruiting because now they aren't selling the Texas game, the Oklahoma game. Well, now UC, USC and UCLA are not – playing locally anymore you know they're not playing the stanford's they're not playing the washington washington state now now they're trying to sell to people hey let's go play in nebraska let's go play in indiana let's go play in ohio so does that hurt them
4: no because it's no different than going to eugene oregon that's true it's the same distance from usc to eugene as it is from uh usc to ohio state or uh, something uh oh i'm fact checking that or it's something really? close it's something like midwest it's very like comparable really it might not be exa- exactly even if it's
3: not down to the exact mile yeah I know. okay listen <laughs>
4: maybe maybe
3: nebraska and that's like a stretch
4: for usc though they've got a pro- they've got history to for their recruiting they could play in the freaking mac and still recruit well because yeah right USC and Miami. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I love about USC too? They have very simple uniforms. I know I'm gonna sound like an old man here, but I, I am I'm not on this train of like you gotta have super fancy uniforms to get recruits. Like USC yeah. has very plain uniforms, they get really good recruits. Notre Dame, really yeah. plain uniforms. Penn State, Penn State has probably the most boring uniforms in college football. But you just right. listed
4: three programs that have an
0: incredible amount of history.
4: But then you look at Which the uniform
0: winning gets recruits.
3: Uniforms now are going away from the flashy, you know, Oregon's or whatever's, and they're starting to go to more traditional looks. I think Mississippi State just released theirs today, and they're pretty much like, if I remember what they look like correctly, Penn State uniforms, but maroon. And so I think they have a shoulder stripe. So you're seeing a lot of schools now go back to the you know old school way of things, and like you see recruits at Purdue, you don't you rarely now see them wearing the current uniforms. You see them wearing the Rose Bowl area uniforms, or the throwbacks. Uh, Those are my that, favorite uniforms too. Such a good uniform, and I think it's cool. Like simple is sometimes better, and then so far a lot of schools, like I said, are going away from the flashy, you know, crazy Oregon style uniforms to these classic. Um, you know, USC, you know, uh, UCLA, Penn State, Michigan, and you look at most of Big Ten teams and their uniforms are very, very simple. Um, Purdue, I think this is the cra- – the uniform set we have now is the craziest Purdue's ever gotten with a uniform, I think. And But it's not, like, overwhelming. You got the cow catcher on front, which is perfect, and then you got the big numbers, which is good for Russ because he can see it from, you know, on his TV. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, you see a lot of schools going back to that classic look.
4: So it's a little bit of a it's not exactly, but it is out to Nebraska is the oh, same distances. I was that is wild. I no. would have expected that. Okay. So you to Washington State to US. Oh, you
2: said Oregon. You said Oregon. I was gonna I was gonna crush you on that one because it's eight hundred and fifty-nine miles from University
3: of Southern California, three hundred sixty-two. But yeah, oh, well, you, you, three miles. you two are in different locations.
0: So but University
2: be... of Southern California to Nebraska is fifteen oh two. So that's about six hundred more miles to Nebraska. To Ohio State, it's two thousand two hundred
3: fifty-one miles. So
2: it
4: was something like that. Calm down.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? USC is going to have to travel, and they can afford nice planes and the whole nine yards.
0: But back to back to Chris's question. Uh, I do think it will hurt them a little bit. Because um, you think like you know, not playing at Stanford, right? They're, they're sure they're drawing a crowd there. I mean, how many, how many USC fans are are gonna go to Rutgers? You know, like that. Well, I wouldn't even go to Rutgers. <laughs> We're reasonably
3: close.
4: No, I don't point. think it's that. I mean, I mean, those type of teams travel well when you've got the history of the program. So I don't think. I mean, look at Nebraska; they travel well and haven't had a winning season since. The Carter administration like (laughs) you know what I'm saying like I think it's just it's all dependent on the history of the program now will Purdue travel well out to USC or UCLA I don't know we'll see I think Uh, they will
3: I feel well I feel
4: like there's a good amount of alumni out there that live out yeah a lot lot of engineers out there that yeah yeah in that Silicon Valley and stuff like that yeah totally rich ones you know So are you guys
2: ready? Give me a number on the distance between University of Southern California and Rutgers University.
0: 2,303 miles. Uh,
4: 2,870 miles. Frank
0: His Price is I'm right. Gonna say rules. Three, I'm going to say over 3,000.
2: So if it's Price is right rules, then Damon wins by default because it's 2,773. So oh, Chris I should have said closest, one mile. But he was over. Yeah.
1: Dang, and I've even googled that before. I was so sure a two thousand three hundred three <laughs> was said one, one, mile,
4: one mile. One mile, <laughs> one mile, Bob.
2: <laughs> D- Dylan, you still would have lost because Damon was within four hundred. So,
3: no. Oh, well, you know, I'm not the numbers guy, so I'm not worried about it. Lord knows that. Hey, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No need from the peanut gallery. All right, listen.
4: But I think that uh. I like the expansion because it's going to help TV markets. I mean, that's all.
1: We're gonna have Bronny James. Oh, in yeah, is weird. That'll be cool. Or wait, or is he coming? Is he going? To, going USC to USC this, this
0: year. year, so he. That'd be fortunately, cool. that will be that Well, happen. he probably won't. Could be. It eh, probably will. I don't think he's gonna do very well in college. Oh, hot day. I mean, he's all. He's already projected first round pick. And I, I feel like once you once you get that, it's just it's like solidified. As a four star,
1: isn't he a four star athlete coming out of
3: high school? He maybe. Um, oh. I mean, buddy has to go by Bronny. That's that's rough. I mean. Just call him Bron. Right. You can't be 45 and be like, hey, Bronny." I
1: wonder if Ohio State was surprised at all that they didn't land. Ohio, like James. my
3: Ohio State friends were like for certain that he was coming to Columbus.
4: I think and- if LeBron was in Cleveland, he would have went to Ohio State. Yeah. But because he's in L.A., which who knows, he might be in oh. freaking Denver or where the latest place he's taken is overrated. And
2: yeah. Wow. Preach. I don't like LeBron James. LeBron ah. LeBron so uh one more note that I found out Bobby about
4: Pippen the drop kick LeBron let alone Michael my-
2: the <laughs> atmosphere at the Virginia Tech game so they have three home games that they have what's called color effects so there's a white out or sounds- white effect I know right it sounds borderline <laughs> yeah it sounds borderline but there's a maroon effect a Answer. white effect and a orange effect so the Purdue game is an orange effect so maybe don't wear gold-produced stuff because okay. we might blend in with them. Like we Would this
3: podcast be a white effect?
4: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> so, uh, so, so <laughs> Russ, what, if, what is that? Anyway, right, what darn
0: right it is. Like, what, what it, what
1: it, Does that just mean it's going to be like an orange out?
2: I guess, yeah. I don't know why it says effect. That's really weird. House but starts. it's probably going to be kind of yes. toasty.
3: It's the second game of the year, and, yeah, and we're all going to wear black and die.
1: Like do you, you remember, remember really the uh, indiana state won. game last year i don't look good
4: i remember though. the michigan michigan game in 2017 michigan that michigan
0: dying that was, that was brutal that's a wide effect
4: i went to purdue cincinnati in like oh 20, that game was miserable
3: 2011 where and those
4: rap bastards wore white just so we had to wear black
3: i wore a black t-shirt and you yeah, so dumb and I, yep. <laughs> and I almost like i almost didn't make it to halftime like it was i was miserable i yeah, one in the
1: play on the field and people out here want a black yeah. football field. oh i
3: saw that on twitter a black turf
2: day. football field i think it's awesome um i was at the produce cincinnati out. game in the yum center and i believe there's an arena called amazing.
3: the kfc yum center i still it makes me
0: laugh you hey. guys and your your kfc over there i mean uh that's the that's the stadium where my heart was broken, where uh, Virginia beat Purdue. I don't want to talk about it. I had <laughs> it
2: three times. I had my heart broken three times because I had the Cincinnati game where we lo- we, we blew it a seven-point lead with, like, 40 seconds left. Eight right? points. Eight points. And yeah. then hey, Brian. That, I guess it wasn't really a heartbroken game, but that Louisville game before we, brought, we came back to Mackey, but we played them in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and it was like the slugfest, right? The halftime score was, like, 22 to 13 or something. You remember that game?
4: No, I remember yeah. the one where Louisville came to Purdue and we yes. had that amazing Both games were like that. Both, that was both
0: Louisville-Purdue games were like just, uh, I just the, remember that's the, the, the game. At I Mackie remember was a high uh, Coach Painter doing scoring. that fist pump. Yeah.
4: The game at Mackey I responded to my first shoot.
3: You mean Louisville?
2: Yeah, the Louisville game was also awesome because that was warm, I believe that was warm. Brom's first year in the football program yeah. uh, and we had just won the bucket program. game and so they brought the <laughs> bucket to the Louisville game and so the whole crowd is chanting "IU sucks, IU sucks," and I brought a um, two people to the game—one Louisville fan, one Kentucky fan. I don't know what's going on down there. Y'all okay? <laughs> Y'all
3: right? We talked on the Ohio podcast about pronouncing Louisville, and yeah. I told him how how mad you get when I say Louisville.
2: Oh, you gotta you gotta say it like you got molasses spilling out yeah. of your mouth. You gotta say it like yeah. you're choking yeah. on molasses. Yeah. Oh.
3: <laughs> you got a
1: softball stuck in your throat.
2: <laughs> got to say it like a cardinal with teeth, like a bird with teeth.
3: <laughs> That's a good
2: point. Yeah. You got to say it like
3: I a... would no teeth,
4: like Russ.
3: You can tell half the podcast is on cold meds. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> well, this is off the rails because i said i've said louisville since i was a
4: kid
1: maybe that's what we should change our name <laughs> to the, okay, off, the well, off the rails ooh, podcast
4: i do if we weren't already a year into this adventure i would say that's not a bad idea
3: <laughs> that's our nickname
0: <laughs> maybe that's what we call our live game day segments when we go to games like ooh, Oilers, off, the rails on location. off the rails. this, this okay. is why frank's the big brain
3: Big and then train. we got the wireless Big mics. Train. I think Damon already ordered the wireless mics, yep. so we're gonna. Oh, did he? Yeah, we're gonna interview drunk college kids. Yep. Uh, While
4: whilst drunk.
3: I don't drink, oh, but uh, I may get drunk for that. I'll tell you.
4: You don't drink.
1: We're gonna interview some college kids and be like, "What do you think about Virginia?" They're like, man, I'm just trying to get a degree <laughs> here. Like, I my <laughs> friends invited me. I've never even been to a football game
2: before. The, is this a soccer Probably game? I'm gonna
1: talk to somebody getting their PhD. Is this a football?
2: Speaking of off the rails, and since we're just putting random stuff out there that's going to make people turn the podcast off anyways, and they're just going to shake their heads. What you trying to say? Um, and like considering attitude. considering the line of humor that, that you enjoy, Dylan and Chris, Yeah, have y'all ever put any thought into no. what Purdue Pete is short for? What Pete is short for? Peter. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. <laughs> there <you go. laughs>
3: Peter. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know what rowdy
1: would be great to be reincarnated as he would be great is like you know those uh car salesmen those dealerships where they have the wacky arm inflating inflatable
2: yeah wacky mm-hmm. arm right. inflatable failing two men
1: it. need to just open up a dealership in west lafayette and make it can't a do it in west, west
4: lafayette see that apparently somebody deals. tweeted me that
3: you nope. can't open
1: a dealership nah, in west could
4: used car dealerships are not allowed in west lafayette really for city ordinance same it's for trailer long.
3: parks that's why he's the director of law i think we got a law director over here my good stuff that's pretty well i never knew that and not no trailer parks either huh. no trailer parks i
1: mean i
0: gotta cross them down
4: yonder You'll a double get a... wide pull down yonder <laughs> i was gonna paint my trailer gold <laughs> and black call it the boilermobile. just park in my driveway same difference.
2: is that, <laughs> is that why you fans don't travel too well to purdue games? oh that's a good one that
1: I'll never forget the first time I met Chris, because uh, at this time we were just, you know, Twitter acquaintances. And so I I GPS to his house. Uh, I pull up and he's out in front because it, it was like around Christmas time. I am my 20 foot in inflatable
4: nutcracker. Uh, and I was third walking third to your
1: house one. with a case of beer and you just look at me. You go, can I help you?
4: I was, like, uh, I was like, oh, my shit. Name, yeah, day, he's like, oh. Yeah. When
1: I first met Chris,
3: <laughs> he yelled like, oh, my god. name in <laughs> the concourse and scared the shit out of me. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Who the hell? Oh my god!" Yeah, <laughs> I'm not loud at all. <laughs> no, no, that's why the loud ones are at the bottom of the screen. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the two goofballs, oh, yeah. <laughs> the two guys with Peters on their
2: hats.
1: You know, that's a good point. I mean, it's
3: not, it's not, it's Peter not a lie. Perdue. It's the truth, <laughs> Chris because i ain't even chuckling.
2: <laughs> Chris just... Chris Dillon we can see your Peters.
3: <laughs> Chris, Chris has got two. Of them. The whole Chris has got two of them. to drop that Oh, hey now. All right, there Double goes YouTube. It. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we just... <laughs> We've lost YouTube. This is the hardest <laughs> I've we Frank. you got banned on YouTube, break. Facebook is also probably.
1: <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is like shutting her down For right now. Peter, we all love him.
3: <laughs> where did
4: purdue He was a drawing from, like, for where guy was he at the
3: library right uh, i'm probably wrong i don't know
4: ask russ he was there so we <laughs> so russ we, actually drew we got our logo he drew the it guy it, the that
2: draws peters is it <laughs> <laughs>
0: And this was the <laughs> off no, so uh, the uh, It was actually done by a guy who uh, worked at the bookstore.
3: <laughs> See, I was close. Hey, Library, bookstore, yeah. same
0: thing. Yeah. I don't go to
3: either. So it hillbilly, hillbilly was the closest. One. <laughs> I don't go to libraries. I don't go to bookstores. You know what's the difference? mainly because you can't read. <laughs> what's that say?
4: <laughs> the boiler <laughs> express. <Yeah. laughs> express.
3: Uh, We really should probably call this the off the. Yeah, that,
4: yeah, we're teetering on the line of <laughs> getting canceled before we get going. I'm gonna actually before
1: we end this here, I'm gonna pull up our. Well, I wouldn't be able to see any old chats, would I? From uh,
0: yeah, you YouTube, uh, I
2: should be able to.
1: I had a buddy that said he was gonna tune in tonight, but maybe Aww, he didn't chat. You anything. better hope
2: so, he didn't After that little segment, I have to.
0: <laughs> I have I have to convey this. Uh So they so it was actually designed after. <laughs> It was actually designed. that uh, was uh, based on a real person. The guy's name was Carl Verplank. Russ he was content. the model. Uh, he weighed 210 pounds and ran the 100-yard dash under 10 seconds. I don't, I don't know why that's that that's wow. included, uh, but fun fact about Carl Verplank. Um, so right? Purdue Carl. Pete's
3: real name is Carl? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. yes. Purdue, Purdue Carl. Purdue oh, Carl. Did <laughs> so y'all, so. y'all
2: <laughs> that movie, The Ringer? Y'all seen that movie? The Ringer. So he's the guy from that movie that won the yeah. marathon.
0: Is it? That- oh, no, there you go, Purdue Carl, uh, <laughs> two hundred and ten pounds, one hundred. I mean, that's that's just yeah, that, somebody, that's just like an odd bit of information to add. Like why well, um, we talking I've about.
2: Often brought up that Zach Eadie runs a sub six minute mile, so pretty impressive.
1: Dude, for I'd Adam's run like a twenty minute oh, mile right now. Dude, that's crazy. I mean, well his strides, my God, he goes half Chris, a mile. You have to run a mile stride. for
3: your living. What what was your last mile run time?
4: My last one,
3: <laughs>
4: like eight minutes.
3: 15. What? What do you have to get it under?
4: Uh, I have Dang, to get a mile nice. and a half in sixteen twenty-eight. Oh, I don't know. I couldn't do
3: that. That's why I'm not a popo. But
2: well, speaking of sixteen twenty-eight
3: of, for a mile and a half is like
2: fast walking, though. So you, yeah, you speak it around. was
4: it was pretty painful because I pulled a hamstring on the three hundred meter just before that. Oh, that's tough. Pulling a hammy. Ooh. Oh, dude, uh, pulled it right off.
3: But somebody tweeted me that rowdy. The rowdy suit is on Slater Hill during tailgating and then they made fun of me and said I need to get out more and I'm like sorry I get there right before the game I don't and you're kind of a nerd so wow so I come from Dayton Ohio listen it's a it's a hike okay uh but so we need to that's our first stop at the Fresno State game is finding rowdy
4: and, and if he's stolen I know who to look for who Damon yeah
3: it was Damon the whole time <laughs> Man, I'm like not here. I'm cold
4: cold meds are kicking. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to have to end this before Damon goes into comatose state. (laughs) Too late.
3: This podcast has been off the rails for 10 minutes now.
1: Thank you guys for tuning in to the Off Rails podcast, a.k.a. Cooler Express podcast. But uh, yeah, we're excited for football. We are now back on a weekly basis. So next week, uh, we'll be breaking down our next two opponents and uh, we'll go from there. So thank you guys for all tuning in. If you've stayed at the end to watch. Use hashtag uh, Russ is old. Us, uh, and if you
3: do that. Oh, a dog.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm
3: old. I saw a dog and I got excited. But if you made it to the end of the podcast, use the hashtag Russ is old and I will Venmo you five dollars. From the Boiler Express. I wonder if the Ohio out,
1: podcast is gonna strike again. Which
3: is like negative ten. So right. and
2: DM blitzboards, y'all. DM blitzboards. Yep. Yeah, yeah
3: order. order your blitzboards. Yeah, that's get right. Blitz
2: hashtag
1: get Big Blitz. shout out to our partnership they're at Big banter Uh and then <laughs> our, our sponsors, uh Blitzboards at Blitzboards on Twitter. Uh they're currently working on their website. So if you want to get one, uh it's pretty easy to get a hold of them. Super Just nice DM them on people. Twitter and i'll look at it. Small you business,
4: Boilermaker owned,
1: Purdue Grad owned. Awesome yep. people. Yep.
4: Cool. Will you guys All have right. a wonderful evening? Boiler up.